In his classic work of political theology, The Desire of the Nations, Oliver O'Donovan portrays four motifs that characterize the reign of God in the Old Testament. The first is salvation, the second judgment, the third is possession. Salvation is the great theme of God the Deliverer, judgment is the strand of God the Lawgiver and ultimate judge of Israel and the nations. Possession refers to the way Israel belongs to God and the promised land. Land is a sign of that belonging. All three of these elements come together and are celebrated in Israel's response, which is the fourth motif, praise. Praise is therefore the culmination of everything Israel was called to be and to do. In the words of the 17th century Westminster Shorter Catechism, our chief end is to glorify God and enjoy God forever. The Book of Psalms is the compendium of Israel's praise of God and is thus a mini-Bible on its own. Psalm 39 is a song of exasperation about how to behave toward the wicked when holding one's tongue is of no good effect. Here it's set by the 18th century composer to the Chapel Royal, Maurice Green.
The mistake in reading or singing the Psalms is to assume any single Psalm can convey our full attitude towards God. Instead, you need to take the Psalter as a whole and recognise the wide range of conversations that are expressed in it. There are songs of deep devotion, poems of profound pain, tirades of fury, militant nationalistic ballads and self-satisfied chants. The, latest, the largest categories of psalms are petition and lament, which together make up around 60 of the 150 psalms. Petition refers to straightforward requests to God to render the world as the petitioner would have it, often to punish the wicked and uphold the righteous, to defend the weak and to disarm the mighty. Lament sets the goodness of God in tension with the drastic nature of a painful situation and calls on God to close the gap between the two. Samuel Sebastian Wesley's anthem, Ascribe unto the Lord, derived from Psalms 115 and 96, especially the section we're about to hear, The Lord hath been mindful, is one of the great, great pieces of choral music composed in England between Purcell and Stanford.
Scholars investigate the clues in the Psalms for the date and context of composition and find that the majority of the Psalms were probably composed during the Kingdom period in the 10th century BC, hence the association with King David. But there are clearly Psalms from the 6th century exile and many other periods. It seems likely that the 150 Psalms as we have them were only finely collected and ordered around the time of Jesus himself. But aside from their original context, it would be hard for anyone raised in the English choral tradition or the Catholic monastic tradition not first to associate them with the regular round of reading set out by the prayer book, where traditionally the church reads or sings through the whole Psalter in the course of a month. The point of reading the Psalms is ultimately twofold. To enter the prayers of Jesus, who doubtless regarded the Psalter as his own songbook, and eventually to become a psalm oneself, being transformed by what we sing into a song of devotion to God. Here's Benjamin Britten's setting of Psalm 100. 